this is Lindsay, host of The Corner Table. I am taking a break from the studio for the month of July. While I'm gone, we're going to be playing some of our favorite episodes from the past year. I will be back in August with some brand new episodes. And until then, have a great summer. Welcome to The Corner Table, a podcast about food and drink in Madison, produced by the Capital Times. I'm your host, Lindsay Christians, and today we're talking about music venues and coffee shops and what makes the best of both worlds. So I am here with my longtime friend and former co-worker, Kate Siriani. Hello. Hi, Kate. So Kate is the owner of Crescendo Espresso Bar and Music Cafe, right? Yep. Okay. Because I feel like I always forget whether the espresso part is first or the music part (laughs) is first. And that's as it should be because it's equally both, right? Yes, exactly. And Crescendo is located on Monroe Street and it's been there for how long now? Um, We celebrated our fourth anniversary on March 1st. Oh my gosh. Congratulations. Thank you. That's awesome. And she brought me nitro coffee. They were the first cafe in Madison to have nitro and I will always love them for that. (laughs) (laughs) So Kate, I wanted to just talk with you first of all about um, when you opened Crescendo, what were you looking to do and why? So tell me a little bit about your your background, how you got there. Yeah, sure. So um, I have been playing music singing for my whole life. I started writing music when I was about 17. Um, I recorded my first record when I was 18 in my first and only year of higher education (laughs) um, at UW Oshkosh. I moved to Denver to try and play a little more professionally, do it full time. Um, And the job that I got when I was out there was working at a coffee shop. And I fell in love with coffee um, during that time. The coffee shop that I worked at mainly was, um, they hosted live music shows. So I got to work those. And then I also got to play at a lot of different places around the country, um, coffee shops, restaurants, actual venues. Um, And during that time, I knew that I wanted to open my own coffee shop and music venue someday. Um, And I took little pieces from all of the places that I went. So if I played at a restaurant where they kind of like shoved me in the corner and I nobody was paying attention or people are talking over you and you felt like background music, I didn't really like that. I felt like it wasn't really honoring the customer, honoring the clientele really because they didn't really sign up for a sad girl singing <laughs> acoustic songs in the corner. But then at the same time as an artist, you kind of feel like – what's the point of me being here? The feeling is a little uncomfortable. So I knew that when I opened my own space someday that I really wanted the music to be as important as everything else. Um, we got the opportunity to purchase Gallup Coffee and Bakehouse on Monroe Street in 2013. And my husband, so my husband Paul went to Madison Media Institute for sound design, and so he's very in. He's a musician as well. He's Is that really, how you met? Did you meet doing music? We met. Yeah, I was recording a record at Madison Media <laughs> Institute. Yeah, that's great. And he was finishing up his degree there, um, and we fell in love. <laughs> the rest is history. All of the sweaty college students recording their final projects. <laughs> I love that. Um, and 
so when we were going to open this place, he had a really great idea of like how to make how to make that space sound great acoustically. Um, right? Acoustically, the space itself is really live and sounds really good. We don't totally know why um, it shouldn't sound as good as it does, uh, but we'll go with it. I remember we um, right before we took over ownership, we brought in my. Um, Fender Passport system, which is just like this like little PA, and we set it up. And I pulled up my guitar, and we plugged everything in, and I started playing. And we were just both like, this is awesome. It sounds so good. We just couldn't believe how beautiful the space sounded. So that was really fortunate. Do you now have like permanent sound equipment in there? Yeah. Like- so that was an update that we made a couple of years ago. Um, we have a QSC system. So um, and everything was installed um, by professionals to make sure that it's really sounds the best that it can in that space. Um, it's a small space. We have a 49 person capacity. It would be easy to be like the space isn't that big. We should just put up these like random speakers or not a lot of attention needs to be paid to it, especially because people can play in the space completely unplugged and it sounds great. But we really wanted to be intentional about making sure that we made the space sound as great as it possibly could and cater to a lot of these touring musicians that are coming through um, that are used to really high quality sounds and maybe bigger venues. We wanted to give them a really great experience at a smaller venue as well. Um, and that's all part of making making the space a venue and not a coffee shop that has live music. Do you think that that's the majority of places? It's just a kind of a coffee shop and, well, it's pretty small, so we're not going to put a lot of thought into it, based on your experience. Tori. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, a lot of people that own coffee shops aren't music people. You know, they're coffee people, they're restaurant people, um, and they don't – they haven't had the experience that we've had playing in smaller places or kind of being shoved in the corner or um, somebody having a not so great sound system and not really understanding why it isn't so great, that kind of thing. And so to create a really, really great venue and a place that artists really want to come back to and leaves a mark on them, showing them that we care and we pay attention to quality and we see them as professionals. It's a business where, like, the two things are are considered equal, yes? Mm-hmm. Like, the coffee side and the music side. Um, are there, like, have, have you had folks come to you and say, this is a different experience that I'm used to? Um, what kind of issues do you sort of hear from these musicians who are touring through? Like, are things getting better? I mean, the type of artists that we usually bring through are solo acoustic acts. In Madison, we truly are the only room like us like a business, like a venue um, for the listening crowd. Before every show, I get up on stage and I welcome everybody and I introduce myself. Um, And then I just tell them, you know, like we're a listening room. We really want you to turn off your cell phones. No talking during the show. And then I usually say something like, you know, it's really awkward when I have to come up and tell you to be quiet. So let's just avoid that situation altogether because I will. And I'm known for that. I've made people mad <laughs> and embarrassed people. We really make it very clear at Crescendo that the artists are center stage, that your conversation can wait. If you want to talk to somebody, please just go outside. No big deal. You don't get that when you just shove an artist in a corner. It creates a different type of energy in the room. And artists almost every single time get through about two or three songs and they'll be like, this is crazy. 
<laughs> like, I can't believe how attentive you're all being. It's amazing. It's a really cool experience. It's really cool to be on this side of the music business now, to know how it feels to be on the other side, and then to be able to create a really cool experience for the artists and be like, we see you, we appreciate you. We're not just using you for revenue. Like, I'm not, ex- you know, I don't want you to book a show here because it's good exposure, you know? Like, because that feels good gross after time <laughs> being an artist because people die of overexposure. You, know I mean? you, can't, you can't buy groceries with exposure. You can't buy groceries with exposure and hoping that somebody yeah, yeah. buys your well, CD. I, I, I'm interested in this idea of attentiveness. I, I went to dinner theater in Northwest Ohio as a kid mm, and yeah. the way that dinner theater used to work, right, is you would have dinner and then your dinner would be over and then the show would start. Right. Right. So but they're they're together. Mm-hmm. Right. And now I feel like, you know, if I'm going to go to like Concert on the Square, I'm going to go to, you know, some other kind of venue. I'm going to maybe be eating while I'm listening to the music mm-hmm. and I'm going to be kind of multitasking. Do do people like finish their food, finish their drink before the music starts? You, I mean, maybe they have a beer or something, but for the most part, like people aren't doing two things at once. Not necessarily. Yeah, the room, the energy in the room is really focused on the musician. I mean, we also combat that a little bit because we make people pay a cover to come to the show. That's how the artists get paid. They get 100% of the door after um, a sound fee for the person running sound. When people pay for things, they tend to appreciate it more. And I don't really want people there that haven't paid to see them. Because as soon as you don't pay for something and it's free, you start to take it for granted. And it feels like maybe I could have this conversation or I'll be on my laptop. When you make things complimentary, they don't get the respect that they deserve. And so people do order drinks during the show. We don't grind coffee. You know, while the artists are playing, we make sure that it's a really safe space for them. We'll grind in between songs or whatever. For the most part, people get their drinks and they sit down and they watch the show and they get up during set breaks or come up when they feel necessary. But everything remains very quiet and very respectful. If you were talking to someone who's going to open a restaurant or a cafe who's not a musician, doesn't have a background in it, and they say, you know, I don't necessarily want to do what you're doing and have like a full full on music venue, but I want to have music in my in my place of business to to enhance the ambiance to, you know, offer opportunities for local musicians to play. What kind of advice do you give to that kind of, like to a person wanting to do it in, in a little bit more of a food focused way? Yeah, I would say create an actual space for it. At Crescendo, we have a stage that is raised up about a foot. Um, it's in the far back corner. During the day, we put tables and chairs on it. And then for the shows, we pull everything off of it. So that right there is showing the consumer and the restaurant goers that the restaurant tour has taken this part of their business seriously. Maybe to have it be on a consistent night so that people know to expect it, advertise it that way so people are going to come in. I know sometimes people come into Crescendo and they're coming to meet with friends on like a Thursday night and we've got a show going on and they get upset. You know, they're like, oh, we didn't know that this was happening and we really just want to have this experience, but this is happening instead and blah, 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 blah. And I mean, I get it. We send them down the street to Breaks or next door to Bloom if they're open and just quality control with the music. Don't just let anybody come in and play music, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Not an open mic situation. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I, I, I wonder, like, 
Um, I think it's it's interesting too when like I'll, I'll go into a restaurant and I'll, I'll hear what's playing, like whatever music they've chosen to be playing like during the lunch hour or the dinner hour. And sometimes like it'll be a cue like, oh, this this place isn't for me, right? This is for my parents, yeah, you know, <laughs> or you know, like, or or you know, conversely, I'll, I'll go into a, a space and just be like, oh my god, I love this song. I haven't heard this since, since high school. Like yeah. whatever, and and so that's that's been interesting to me. Is it's almost like an indicator of like who is this place really for? Because if you right. ask any restaurateur in the universe, they will tell you. Everybody, we just want something for everyone. We just want people mm-hmm. to feel comfortable. But there, there are codes and there are secret indicators and clues. You know, when you walk into a space, like, is this is this place for me? Oh, it's a huge part of it. I mean, it's people. There are entire, like, multi-million dollar companies that exist to create playlists for businesses. Yeah. And to create stations on for you know to curate music that will increase an experience that will make people buy more that will make people stay longer that will make people not sit in their chairs as long you know like it's it's a science because if you're not musical or if music isn't a large part of your life you don't even know how much it impacts (laughs) your experience in a place you know at Crescendo, we use like an online radio like app and our empl- we let our employees select whatever music they want to play. Um, as long as it's, I mean, no offense to Metallica fans or Pantera fans, but we're probably not going to have that playing <laughs> at Crescendo. But I really think that it's important for the people working to create the energy too in the space and because they're the one that's that are going to be interacting with the customers spoken like a barista for years yeah, totally <laughs> totally you need to have your soundtrack like what's yeah. going to motivate you what's going to keep you happy what's going to keep you um feeling upbeat or if you're having kind of a if it's raining outside and you're feeling kind of low or you're feeling just kind of like neutral and you want to play some like Bon Iver and then that's like setting like lean the stage. into it yeah yeah that's setting the stage for the day it's not necessarily making people sad but it's making people comfortable um, instead of having some like weird pop music <laughs> playing in the back that isn't reflecting your mood and isn't reflecting your energy. When I my first barista job in college, we would turn on metal as soon as like it hit midnight. We would turn on metal and man, did people go like, (laughs) and I'd be like, good, leave. I have to like vacuum under your chairs. Like, please get out of here. Because they noticed the shift. Yes. They were like something changed. Yeah. And they had not (laughs) been listening to the music before. (laughs) And we didn't change the lights. Yeah. I don't, I wouldn't like flip on all the lights until like, if people were still staying, it was like 45 minutes after. I'd be like. Get out! I have to go home. <laughs> uh, but I mean, that's that's interesting too. Like, I've just I've just shifted the mood, and you were not aware totally before. But now you're like something's different. Something's changed. I feel like they want me to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you know we just like to throw a little Justin Timberlake on because it's fun, or like some throwback '90s stuff. You know, just I don't know. Not all the time, but sometimes if we're in, I don't know. It just depends on the mood and our customers appreciate it they think it's funny that kind of thing if we ever got like negative feedback we'd probably think it over again um 
But some of that stuff really throws my husband fall off. He's like, I don't understand why you would play New Kids on the Block in here. I just don't <laughs> get it. It's really um, funny. But, you know, it's just it all is it's all very dependent. And you have to be able to trust the people that and I'm not sure that my husband trusts me 100 percent with the radio <laughs> for maybe good reasons sometimes. But <laughs> yeah. So sort of going forward, do you have like thoughts about what? what Crescendo will look like in five or 10 years? Do you want to, do you want to open a Crescendo too? Do you want to expand? I guess I'm not sure if we want to do another venue ever. There has been talk about maybe doing a second store. We're not sure what that looks like exactly. Um, There's something, and this is just not even like business minded or technical. There's something very special about the Crescendo space. And I have um, this theory that, Everything that happens in there, like the energy soaks into the walls. You know, it's like we had Lee DeWise play a couple of weeks ago and he won American Idol, you know. So people got to come and sit and be really close to him and this artist that they've listened to and they know all of his songs. And then we also have little girls come from Madison Girls Rock Camp and do open mic nights and stand on the stage and have their, you know, like this experience of being able to perform in front of people again, you know. Um, I don't know that we could recreate that if we tried. I would love to add about 20 more seats, but I just don't think that's going to happen. We've worked with the Majestic on a number of shows, and that's been really fun, throwing some higher ticket prices on these like bigger names and making the shows like sell out. And that's always fun for an artist to sell out and be able to talk to all of their fans. I don't know that we could recreate it, and I don't know that we'd want to. I think that there's definitely space in Madison for more businesses, more rooms like ours, Um, but I don't know that we would venture into making another one. Final question. If you had to sort of pair your own music, the music that you love, the music that you make, if you had to like pair it with something that you were drinking or something that you were eating, like if I'm listening to your music, what do you want me to have in my hand? Shot of tequila. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I think, oh man, a glass of red wine or a glass of (laughs) rosé. The music that I make is singer-songwriter. I sing about sometimes sad things, love, heartbreak, life, that kind of thing. And I think I think that my music is definitely paired best with a glass of red wine. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> well, thank you so much for, for coming Thank you for today. having me. This yeah. was so fun. People can find Crescendo physically on Monroe Street. And then what's the website? It is crescendomadison.com. And Facebook will have, like, updates of shows. Yes. Instagram, we love social media. So Facebook, Instagram, our website, all of our concerts are listed there. Um, If tickets are available, ticket links are available there, showtimes, all that kind of stuff. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. This has been an archival episode of The Corner Table. Editing help is offered by Eric Lawrenson, and our music was composed by Patrick Christians. Subscribe to The Corner Table wherever you get your podcasts, and find ongoing food and drink news at captimes.com. We'll be back with more episodes in August, and until then, have a great summer. Music